Thanks for listening to the High Street Young Adults Podcast. For more information and how to get connected, check out highstreet.org slash youngadults. Uh, guys, welcome to Girls' Night. This is our very first Girls' Night. Let's Ladies. give it up. Man, I am so excited to be here with you. My name is Coco. And tonight on the panel, we have some really special ladies, some of my favorite girls. We have JC and Jacqueline with us. Can we give it up for them? So guys, we um, have a really important topic that we're gonna talk about tonight. But first, you know, we just heard from, you know, Logan, Jared and I about our top five date spots. I will say Waffle House is not on my top five, but uh, it could be an adventure. So I was like, sure, that works out. Um, but guys, I want to ask you, what is your top date spot in Springfield? Oh, hello. It's on now. Um, I'm single, so I don't have a favorite date spot yet. But I would say keep it casual. I would go coffee to start out. Coffee's just always a good vibe. So is it like architect vibes or Eurasia vibes? Always architect. Always architect. If you guys are architect fans, I'm sure you've seen JC there because that is her spot. So I love it. Okay, so Jacqueline, I have a different question for Jacqueline. Jacqueline, tell me about your first date with your now boyfriend. Okay, so his name's Ryan, he's a cutie. Um, My first date with Ryan was actually including the entire church, you might as well just say. Uh, We went to Winter Jam and the youth group went that night. Uh, You guys were there. Jason and I were volunteers that night. We were there. (laughs) And uh, we ended up sitting with his dad and his little sister because they had some bomb front row seats. Uh, but it worked out well. So, yeah. And I have a picture. I zoomed in. I was in the balcony, zoomed in, and I was just watching them essentially for their first date. So sounds really creepy, but um, I, I have that for you. So if yeah, you want to see it later, you can, you can let me know. Well, guys, hey, we're so excited. And all of you should have a little card that has resources on it. And I would love for you guys to keep this uh, sheet of paper because our hope is that this would be a help to you. Um, There's a lot of different scripture on there. And we're going to talk more about um, just some Bible verses to help renew your mind. Uh, There's some different methods on here that we're just going to, we're going to talk more about that tonight. And we have a bunch of uh, books on the back. And so I just encourage you, if, if this is something that you're like, man, I really need some help in this area. Look at these books and go pick one up. Go order one on Amazon um, because we've looked at these and we have uh, think that it's gonna be a help to you. So I would love for you guys to get that. And also, we'd love for you to take some notes. We're gonna, be, we're gonna try to be really practical tonight. Uh, this idea of sexual purity is a big deal and we're realizing that. You're gonna hear some stories tonight, um, but every single person in this room probably deals with this idea of sexual purity. Uh, we, we all do, okay? And we all have to realize that um, it is a problem, but we can find freedom in Jesus. And so whatever you hear tonight, I want you to hear that you can find freedom in Jesus tonight and only through him. And so uh, we're just gonna dive in. And so I really do believe that whatever stage of life you're in, however old you are, whether you're 18 or 30, uh, whether you're single, married, 
married, uh, maybe you're super single and you're like, man, I I don't have a boyfriend, nothing. Um, We have to pay attention to this idea of sexual purity because it is everywhere. Don't you agree? Uh, I was watching a a Netflix movie and at the end of it, this teenage couple um, had sex and everyone in this movie was rooting for this. And I'm like, this is, it's everywhere on Instagram and our music that we listen to. We are so inundated in sex and this idea of do whatever you want because it doesn't matter. You can just explore it. And the reality is what we're here to say tonight is that the Bible actually has a guide, a guideline for us and this idea of sex. And so we're going to just talk about that. We're going to hear some stories and we just want to point you to scripture because we believe that the Bible is our guidebook for life. I mean, that's such a beautiful thing that God has given us the the Bible to help us succeed, to help us flourish in our life. And so we wanna just go over some scripture. What does the Bible say about sex? What does the Bible say about purity? What does the Bible say about who we are? And so we're just gonna dive in. So if you have a pen, take some notes and you can use this little... this little purity sheet too, because I hope that will be helpful for you. Um, So this is what the Bible says about, um, in 1 Corinthians 6, 18, it says this, flee from sexual immorality, all other sins a person commits outside the body, but whoever sins sexually sins against their own body. And so this verse is pretty clear, and Logan talked last week about what sexual immorality means, um, what sexual sin means, and so really that's just talking about anything that's not in the guideline of what God has in the context of a marriage. Um, And so with this verse, it says flee from sexual immorality. And I picked this version because I love that word flee because when I think of flee, I think of like a house fire. And if you're in a house fire, you're not just like casually walking out of the room. You're like, oh, there's some smoke, there's some fire. I'm just gonna like take my time, do what I need to and get out. No, if there's a house fire, you are doing everything you can to run away as fast as possible. And what this says, it says flee from sexual immorality. All of the other sins a person commits outside the body, but whoever sins sexually sins against their own body. So when we engage in sexual immorality, when we engage in sexual sin, we're not only sinning um, maybe to other people, but we're sinning against ourselves. And so God is saying, hey, don't do that because I have a plan for you. I want you to enjoy sex in the context of marriage because that is a safe place that you can do that. And so we want to just help you realize that tonight we're gonna learn how to flee because we don't want you to stay in this sexual sin. Maybe you're dealing with um, an addiction, a pornography addiction. Maybe you're dealing with the, the fact that you've slept with your boyfriend or you're sleeping with your boyfriend. You think, hey, we're gonna get married anyway, it's okay. Um, and Satan's gonna feed you lies of what's okay. And we can go back to the Bible to see what does God say of how we can flourish. And so we wanna flee from sexual immorality. First Corinthians 10, 31 says this. So whether you eat or drink or whatsoever you do, do it all for the glory of God. I love that verse because he's saying, hey, whatever you do, we want you to glorify God. And so when we're talking about sexual immorality, that doesn't glorify God, just to be frank. It does not glorify God. And so we wanna do it his way and he's gonna help us flourish. First Peter 2.11 says this, Dear friends, I urge you as foreigners and exiles to abstain from sinful desires which wage war against your soul. And that verse really sticks out to me because it says abstain from these sinful desires because those sinful desires are waging war against our soul. When we are engaging in sin 
it darkens our soul. And so when, and God has this offer, he says, hey, come to me and let me expose this sin, this darkness, and I'm gonna bring light to it. And I love what James 5, 16 says this. It says, therefore confess your sins to one another and pray for one another that you may be healed. The prayer of a righteous person has great power as it is working. And so tonight, wherever you're at, I want you to know that you can have freedom. And I pray that the Holy Spirit brings to mind an area where you need to have freedom. And so we're just gonna talk through some stories tonight. And so I wanna hear from these ladies. It kind of goes off of 1 Peter 2, 11 about how sin wages war against our soul. So girls, how have you ever experienced this um, in your life of sin waging war against your soul? Yeah, so growing up, um, I really didn't know a lot about sex. I didn't really have like a sex talk with my parents. Um, But all I really knew was that you're not supposed to have sex before you're married. I had heard that, I had grown up in church, but I literally had no reason not to explore it. No one ever told me what the Bible said about it. That's just all I heard, so I was like, well, I'm gonna do it anyways because it doesn't seem like that big of a deal. And so that led me to exploring pornography um, and getting addicted to it. Um, and I also just explored sex with guys and that led me to just exploring sex on my own. Um, I didn't have anyone guiding me. I didn't have anyone talking me through it. Um, and that led me to a lot of darkness, um, a lot of just not knowing what my self-worth was. It was just shame and guilt. And honestly, I didn't feel like I deserved a good boyfriend or even a good husband later on in life. And it wasn't until my freshman year of college is when I really was like learning about what God had to say about sex, what the Bible said about sex. And for the first time in my life, I heard about what it was like to have a relationship with Jesus. And that was just so sweet. And so that year, I actually got to surrender my life to Jesus. And he has brought me so much hope. And I'm telling you right now, he is the only person that will ever be able to forgive you, to give you hope. He has washed my slate completely clean. And I'm so thankful for that because I'm standing up here telling you that I messed up and I was not perfect. And there's a lot of you in here that might feel in the same boat. Like, you know what, I've done that too. And it's hard, it's hard to confess. And it took me going up to people that I trusted and that I loved talking to my mentors, my spiritual leaders, and saying, hey, this is something that I've done in my past and I need help and I want freedom in this. And so um, if you're here tonight and you want to find freedom in just sexual sin and sexual immorality, we would love to talk with you about that because you can find freedom. And I'm sitting here telling you that Jesus can give you hope, he can give you light, and he can wash your sin completely clean. I love that. Jacqueline, thanks for sharing. And I know you talked about at a young age that you really got exposed to this. And, um, you know, you had a boyfriend and you guys were doing some things and that wasn't according to what God's word was. Now, do you feel like right now you're missing out when you're engaging in those sexual sins? Do you feel like now that you're not, do you feel like you're missing out? I would say I am not missing out. Sure, in the moment, it was absolutely fun. It felt good. Sex feels good but it was just in that moment. But afterwards, I was like, man, I feel distant from him. And I would say that now it's like, 
man, you can find so much more freedom and you don't have to be bound to your boyfriend and sex. There's, you can be bound with your relationships in Jesus and that's what Jesus wants for you is he doesn't want you to be bound in sex and he doesn't want that to be the foundation of your relationship because that's what it was for me in my own life. And so whenever you have a relationship with Jesus, you can have a Christ-centered relationship that's not focused on that. Yeah, that's so good. JC, tell us about your story. Yeah, so I grew up in a Christian home, and my mom tried to have a sex talk with me, and I was not having it. I was like, this is a little bit awkward. I don't really want to be doing this right now, so I kind of just put the books that she gave me in the corner and never touched them. Um, But as I got older into middle school and then into high school, I got a boyfriend later on in high school, so I started to combine God's view of sex with what I had learned growing up in church with my own view of sex. So I thought that was okay. I thought I could have some things that were okay and some things that weren't okay. And since the Bible is not black and white about every single thing, I was like, oh, everything except sexual intercourse is fine to do with my boyfriend. And I got to a point where I was like, oh, I think I love him, so we can just justify things and I can push the fine fine line a little bit further and further. Um, And then I just realized like this, actually doesn't have a lot of meaning, a lot of purpose behind it. It's just all made up in my head. Um, And so even though I never had sexual intercourse with that boyfriend, um, I still regret doing those things with him because um, I would love to just say I could do those things with my future husband one day because I know that God's standard for holiness is way better than my standard for holiness. And now that I've come to college and I've grown to learn what his word says about purity and how we should um, strive to be at that line that he says is his standard for holiness, I'm like, I know he's washed me clean and I know that I'm set free and that he has renewed that and I can't wait to meet my future husband one day and get to tell him my story and see how he chooses to forgive me just like Jesus has forgiven me. So JC, in your story, you talked about how you you did other things that wasn't intercourse, right? So a lot of, I think we think of, um, okay, I'm not having sex, so I'm okay. Would you do anything different? Like what would you tell the girls in here tonight if they have that kind of mindset of, okay, I'm gonna do everything but that? What would you say? Yeah, I definitely wouldn't do everything but now um, from what I know, just because I think that we can honor God more um, with our bodies and the way he's created us and who he calls us to be in Jesus if we stay away from anything that could lead us towards sex. So I don't wanna lead my body into temptation by doing things that could even flirt with the line of sex. I would rather stay far away from it. Yeah, that's so good. I love that you talked about God's um, holiness and we wanna pursue God's holiness. And as believers, if you're a Christian in here tonight, we are called to pursue holiness. And so um, that's kind of why we're doing this talk because we want to, as a group, commit to pursuing holiness in this area of sexual um, sin because we, we believe that God can give freedom. And so we have a couple points for you. The first one, again, we wanna be really practical, so get those uh, pens out. The first point is we have to realize that there is a temptation, like what we talked about. These are just two stories, um, knowing that 
so many other people, probably everybody in some form or fashion are, is dealing with um, sexual temptation, sexual sin. And John 10.10 says this, the thief comes to only to steal, kill, and destroy. But Jesus says, I have come that they may have life and life to the full. So we're realizing that this is a battle, that there is temptation out there. And I think when we just recognize that, that helps us to be like on guard. So um, the Bible talks about how we need to be on guard towards sin. And so um, this is no different. So we have to be on guard realizing that, okay, there is temptation and Satan wants to do everything he can to make you feel like, man, I am worthless because I've done these things. But Jesus says he's come to give us life and life to the full. And girls, I don't know about you, but I want to live life to the fullest. I want to live a life that honors God and that he is so pleased with us and that he can use us in a mighty way. And so uh, we have to realize that there is a temptation. The second point is this. We have to renew our minds. This is really practical because if you're dealing with any sort of addiction or um, sleeping with your boyfriend, whatever it is, whatever sexual sin, and I believe that the Holy Spirit will bring to mind what you're dealing with, uh, whatever sin that is, when we are dealing with this, we have to go to scripture. We have to run to scripture, right? Because we're fleeing from sin, so we got to flee to something. So we have to run to scripture, run to our, our people that can be our accountability uh, people. And Romans 12, 1 through 12 says this, um, therefore I urge you brothers and sisters in view of God's mercy to offer your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and pleasing to God. So that's our goal, to offer our lives as a living sacrifice, holy and pleasing to God. This is your true and proper worship. Do not conform to the pattern of this world, which is just doing whatever you want sexually, right? The pattern of this world is saying, hey, everything goes, doesn't matter, just do it. And that, but God is saying, hey, do not conform to the pattern of this world. Um, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you'll be able to test and approve what God's will is, his good, pleasing, and perfect will. So God has a good plan for each one of you in here tonight. And he says, hey, don't, don't conform to the pattern of this world, but in fact, you can be transformed by the renewing of your mind. On the, that resource paper, we listed out a bunch of verses that we're gonna use tonight because that might, might need to be uh, what you're using to renew your mind. And so we gave you those verses. Put it on a note in your phone so that you can always just pull that up anytime you're tempted to look on something on the internet that you should not be looking at. Anytime you're tempted to go um, do something with your boyfriend. Pull that up because the word of God is alive and active and it can help you when you need it. And you, we just have to bring it to God and say, God, I am struggling with this. Will you help me? Help me to renew my mind. And he absolutely will. So girls, I wanna ask you, um, the word is clear that we can fight against this sexual battle, right? Um, so what in this sexual sin, what are some practical ways that we could do that? Yeah, I definitely think we can fight against it. Um, a little acronym that I've learned from another pastor is called CPR. So C is confess, P is pray, and R is remove access. So that's something we can all remember. We all know what CPR is. So um, I, I really like this because you can go to Christian sisters and say, hey, I have to confess, confess this sin to you. Or maybe it's a past sin, maybe it's a current sin. And then you guys can pray about it together and you can be praying on your own about it and have her pray for you as well. And then you can remove access from whatever is leading you into temptation. Um, so I know if like I am lusting after guys on Instagram, then I'm gonna need to delete Instagram for 
some amount of time, and I'm gonna need someone to hold me accountable to that just so I won't have that temptation in my life. Um, and we all know that when you remove access of those things, that it leads to us needing to fill that void with something else. So I love that Coco shared all these verses and keeps reiterating those because those are the things we're gonna have to go to in the moments when we would rather pull out our phone and be on Instagram or whatever the temptation is for you. We're gonna have to go to those other things, God's word, listening to worship, uh, FaceTiming a friend and asking her to pray over you. Whatever it is um, that you need, that's what you're gonna need to go to when it's feeling hard. Yeah, that's good. And I think just realizing that, hey, there is an issue and get that accountability because that's gonna be a huge way for you to get some freedom. And I believe this, that if you're struggling and if you feel that you're in so much bondage tonight, um, maybe you're thinking, man, I'm the only person that's dealing with this addiction. Maybe you're thinking, I'm the only person that's doing whatever, fill in the blank. Uh, you have to realize that you're not alone, that there's so many other people that are going through the same thing, um, but you can find freedom tonight. God could set you free tonight, um, and you can start this journey to freedom too by talking with other people and to shedding light on this issue. Um, Jacqueline, let's talk for a second about relationships. So um, how can we set up, our, set up ourselves for success in relationships? The boundaries tuck, okay. Um, so this is actually funny because me and my best friend, we both got boyfriends at the same time. And we're like, okay, what, what are boundaries? Like, what, what do you set up? And we were looking through books and podcasts. And we're like, there is nothing. Like, I need something that says, how far is too far? I need it black and white. And we can find nothing, right? But at the end of the day, we realized, we're like, you know what? It's, it's not how far is too far, but it's how can I honor God? How can I respect my own body? Because here's the thing, we all individually are so beautiful. I want all of you guys to know that God created you and he, know, he believes that you are so beautiful and he created you that, to be that. And so that's the question is, how can we set ourselves up for success? Because when you don't set yourself up for success, you will fail. We are human. And Girls, we like guys. And when the fits part, it's hard to flee from that. Am I right? Okay, so if the part fits. But anyways, so it's how can, we, how can we best set our boundaries up, right? Maybe you need to go to a mentor or a spiritual um, person that you look up to and say, hey, will you set these boundaries up for me because I need help. And um, a pastor once said, Maybe you get that list back and you're like, I am not comfortable with that. Like, that is weird. Like, I remember, like, going through boundaries with Ryan and he said something like, we can't be in the same, like, house alone together. I was like, that is so silly. But I'm like, you know what? Maybe that's his weakness. And, or maybe there's something on a list of boundaries you're like, really? Like, why would we do that? But I think it's important to respect one another's boundaries because we can be weak in different areas that our significant other is maybe weak in. Um, and so that's important to consider. In the boundaries talk, you know, when should we have it? Um, and I say do it whenever you can. Um, 
in my relationship, we had it on the second date because we were just like, you know what, we just wanna set those up early. Not saying that you have to do that or if a guy that takes you on a date, if he doesn't do that right away, that's totally okay. That's just what we did and that was perfectly fine and we were like, if this doesn't work out, that's okay, we had, we had them set. But we just wanted to clearly communicate and I think that's the number one thing is with boundaries, you're always gonna be talking about it because there's gonna be, if you're dating for a while, you're gonna be wanting to talk about it over and over over again, um, just seeing where you guys are at. Maybe you need to reevaluate some things and um, get some advice, have people speak into your relationship, um, but seriously set yourself up for success because if you don't, it's so easy to fail. I love that idea of um, guardrails, right? How many of you have driven like in Arkansas or somewhere with cliffs? I'm scared of heights, so I'm always like, Lord, please let me be safe. I'm terrified that I'm gonna fall off the cliff. Um, and so I'm hugging the line, you know. Um, but the idea of guardrails. So on those like streets, there's these things where just like, you know, I don't know how to describe it. It's like a fence, but for the, for the road, look up guardrails sometime. That's a terrible description of what a guardrail is. Um, look it up. But guardrails are there to help you. And they're, help, they're there to help you as you, let's say, you start drifting and you somewhat are going to, you know, go to the side. Well, the guardrail is there to help you not fall off the cliff. And so that's what boundaries are there for. Um, because, you know, is it wrong to do a certain thing, to be in the house with your boyfriend if you're not doing anything. I don't know, but the thing is, that's a guardrail so that something doesn't happen. And so um, that I think that's so huge. Boundaries are a big deal. And I love that you said, keep the boundaries on the table. Uh, because I think we might want to just talk about it once and then be done. Um, but I think if you have that conversation just open and honest, um, that's going to help set you guys up for success um, for sure in the future. And so definitely do that. And also asking, what is the wise thing to do? The question that we always want to ask is, how far is too far? What can, what can I do? But maybe flipping the script to saying, no, what is the wise thing to do in this situation? How am I going to best honor God? And if we're going to live our lives too honor God, we have to ask him. So just ask him, bring it to God and ask him to show you what those boundaries are and have a conversation. We talked too about, girls, what happens if the guy doesn't have the boundaries talk with you? That's a big question, right? Um, and sometimes it's like, well, the guy's supposed to do that. What am I supposed to do? But we want to encourage you, if the guy's not having the boundaries talk and you're about to DTR the relationship, just ask him, just talk about it, bring it up because that is going to set you guys up for success. So uh, if he doesn't bring it up, you can bring it up. So there you go, you can do that. Um, okay, so the, I think the third point is this. No, we're gonna switch gears a little bit. Know your identity. Uh, 1 Corinthians 6.20 says, you were bought with a price, therefore honor God with your bodies. And I think we're most tempted by the world around us when we aren't secure in who we are in Christ. And ladies, tonight, I want to just tell you that God fully knows you and he fully loves you. He has a good plan for your life. And so we have to know who we are in Christ. We have to know our identity, identity and be so secure in that so that when, when a cute guy comes by and he you know, wants to do things with you, you can say no because I, I know who I am in Christ. I know whose I am and I'm gonna do what's gonna honor God in this relationship. So we have to be so secure in that. So girls, tell me about your um, just past with insecurity. I think we all deal with insecurity. I have to remind myself on the regular, 
okay, I am chosen by God. I am a child of God. Um, I was bought with a price. And so that's something I have to remind myself of. And so girls, I want to hear from you um, how this kind of plays into your story. Yeah, first I just want to be a little bit more serious and say, guys, if anything sexually has ever been done against your will to you, I'm so sorry that happened. Um, and I can relate to you on that, and I would love to share my story with you one-on-one um, after this when we're at the altar and get to hear your story as well. But the reason I bring that up is because I think that has a huge effect on identity and self-worth um, and who we are in Christ. But a passage that really speaks to me is Isaiah 61. It's a really long passage, but I would really encourage you guys to read all of it. Um, one of my favorite parts says that God restores the brokenhearted. Um, and then later on it says that he clothes us in the robe of righteousness through Jesus. Um, so I love that because it just reminds me that Jesus has paid for anything that's been done to me um, or that I've chosen to do on my own. He's already paid for it and I can turn to God and look for that healing and hope and redemption that he wants to offer me. And also another one of my favorite verses is Genesis 50, 20, and it talks about how what man intends for evil, God intends for good. Um, we know that we live in a broken world that's corrupt and, and the evil in this world is not gonna stop until we're in heaven one day. Um, so we have to trust that whatever is done, God is wanting to use it as part of our story for his glory. Um, yes, that comes with time, with processing things and healing from things and um, sharing with friends and people around you that can push you towards Christ. But I definitely think God wants to use your story for good. Yeah, for sure. Um, and, you know, when we're talking about identity, self-worth, um, I love 2 Corinthians 5.17. It says, therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he's a new creation. The old has gone, behold, the new has come. So if you... Um, have struggled, we already talked about how Jesus has paid the price on the cross for you, and he wants to give you freedom. And so uh, we can remember that these verses are so powerful. We have so many promises of God in the Bible that we have access to. Do you know that? We have access to these promises of God, but we have to go and we have to do the hard thing, and we have to look in the Bible and spend time and pour over it. And what I love about technology is Google is amazing, y'all. You can literally type in verses on identity and they pull up a bunch of verses on identity and you can literally look at those, print them out, write them, put them in your, on your mirror, whatever you need to do. Um, but use those different tools to help you uh, to renew your mind, help you to figure out who you are in Christ. And so um, God loves you and God has a plan for you. And so we just need to remember that. And so I just wanna encourage anyone who's just feeling um, like you're too far gone, um, that God can make you new in Christ. And that Romans says, there's no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. So if you're dealing with shame or guilt, um, God can restore that and God can help you with that for sure. Um, so our last point has um, several points within it. So I'm really excited about this. This is practical, ladies, okay? So if this is something you're dealing with, and I wanna say this, maybe you're here and you're like, man, I just don't know if I'm struggling in this area. This isn't something that's like a big thing for me. We are all one decision away from falling into sin. And that has been something that helped put it into perspective for me because sometimes I can be like, nah, I don't deal with a certain thing, whatever. Um, but if you remember that, hey, we have to be on guard of this sexual sin because you have to remember that it is a temptation. It is a war against our soul. Like when I think war, I don't think fun. I don't think this is like, 
casual. I think this is serious business, and that is why we have to go to the Word of God. Um, and so we want to give you some practical things here to, as we close just to really figure out how to find freedom. And I believe that, again, tonight you can find freedom. Um, so how do we fight for purity in our lives? Number one, we have to admit there's a problem. Maybe tonight for the first time, you need to admit there's a problem to somebody. We're going to have ladies down here at the bottom um, of the altar, and we're going to be ready to talk with you and just have a conversation. And like the verse in James says that when you confess your sins to brothers and sisters, there's freedom. You can have healing from that. And so you have to admit there is a problem. The second thing is you have to confess your sins. So we want you to confess your sin to somebody. And I would encourage you. If you might be asking, like, who in the world am I supposed to confess my sin to? Because that's a little bit uncomfortable. And, yeah, it is uncomfortable. Uh, but we can do the hard things to find freedom. And so if you don't have someone that you can talk to tonight, um, I want to encourage you. That's why community is huge because you can get in a small group. You can talk to uh, your small group leader, text that girl and say, hey, can I talk with you for five minutes before, five minutes after, whatever it may be. I know both of you girls are small group leaders and you would love to talk with them. But find somebody to talk with. You can also find a trusted Christian friend and say, hey, can I talk to you? Somebody that you can really trust and someone who is a believer um, because that's so important. And ask them for help and ask them just to pray with them. Um, ask for accountability is huge. That's the third thing. Get an accountability partner and um, let that be an open communication. Um, JC, I know you're an accountability partner for several different girls. And what does that look like for you? Yeah, accountability comes with invitation. So if you're gonna ask someone to hold you accountable, you need to go forward and say, hey, will you hold me accountable in this? And kind of set the guidelines, but you guys can have a conversation on what that looks like, whether that's texting once a week or checking in in person when you're at church once a week, or even if it's once a month, it's really up to you and God, but invite someone into your life to ask you specific questions and check in with you regularly. Yeah, so asking for accountability. And I think above all else, we wanna pursue Jesus with everything. We wanna pursue Jesus with everything. I saw a quote on Instagram and it was talking about as we need to be laser focused on Jesus. And I love that um, so much because I think we get so distracted by this world, right? We get so distracted by this world, um, sexual sin. I mean, we're just distracted by that. We truly are. And um, because we live in a fallen world. But um, I love that because we can be laser focused on Jesus. We can be laser focused on serving him, serving in the church, be around community, surround yourself with people who are going to push you towards purity. And that's going to make all the difference. When we are pursuing Jesus with everything in us, we are going to be um, it's gonna be harder for us to be distracted. It's gonna be, we're still gonna get distracted, but when we are planted in the church, when we're planted in scripture, oh my goodness, that is gonna be huge to help. And so I wanna encourage you to pursue, pursue Jesus above all else. Um, just a couple other verses to kind of close out tonight. First Corinthians 15, 57 and 58 says this, but thanks be to God who gives us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. So we can have victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. Therefore, my beloved brothers, be steadfast, immovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord, knowing that in the Lord your labor is not in vain. Romans 8, 
It talks all about having life in the spirit, being led by the spirit. I would encourage you, if you guys are struggling tonight, go read Romans 8. It is so helpful in this area. And it talks a ton about what can ever separate us. Like you gotta, you gotta read it on your own. But I'm gonna read Romans 8, 37. It says this. No, despite all these things, overwhelming victory is ours through Christ who loved us. So we can have victory tonight in this area of purity, of sexual sin. And if you are struggling tonight, we wanna talk to you. Tonight is not, it wasn't comprehensive. We weren't, we're not able to talk about everything up here. But we wanna start the conversation with you. And so we wanna encourage you um, to take a few minutes uh, to pray and ask God to help you in this sexual um, sin area that you're struggling with, help you in pursuing purity, helping you in pursuing Jesus. We believe that there is freedom in Jesus and he wants to help um, make it right in your life, okay? So he can redeem all things. And I just wanna say this to anyone who's out there tonight, maybe you're just exploring this idea of Jesus and this whole idea of sexual purity is like wild, right? Um, I just wanna encourage you, that Jesus died on the cross for our sins. God sent his son Jesus to die on the cross for our sins so that we could have a relationship with him. That is the best news ever. And the fact that we're up here tonight, I was talking about this before we were, we were talking on stage. The, I mean, the fact that Jesus saved us is so amazing. We can have hope. We can have freedom. We can live a life um, of, that's flourishing because of Jesus and only through Jesus. And so I wanna encourage you, if you've never put your faith and trust in Jesus, tonight could be the night for you. All you have to do, the Bible says, uh, confess with your mouth and believe in your heart that Jesus is Lord. And so I wanna just encourage you, we're gonna have ladies down here. Um, we would love to pray with you as you start this journey to follow Jesus. And uh, he can take your sin and he can put Jesus' blood on that and he washes us clean. And that is the best gift we could ever, ever have. And so as we close, I just wanna invite you to bow your heads and pray with us. Um, we're, I'm gonna invite the girls who are gonna pray at the altar. If you guys wanna come on down, we are gonna just have a time to pray. And so I wanna invite you girls um, to do a hard thing. Some of you might be like, I could never go down to the altar right? Because it's uh, very vulnerable. It's kind of scary. But I want to encourage you, if you are struggling, if you have struggled in the past, maybe right now you're okay, but you have, you, you've struggled in the past, I want to encourage you that God can make all things new. He can cleanse you from your sins and he can redeem your story. Your story is not done once you've sinned. He says, hey, I have come to give you life and life to the fullest. And so I wanna encourage you to do the hard thing. If tonight you've never admitted that you are struggling, if you've never admitted that you have sinned, um, you need to do that tonight. And so we are gonna have people down here and I wanna encourage you. I'm gonna pray to start us off and then I wanna give you a few minutes to pray in your seat or come talk to somebody. We have some, so many girls here ready to talk to you and uh, we're in this together. We're gonna fight for purity together and with Jesus and only through Jesus, he's gonna help us. So let me pray for you. I'm gonna give you a few minutes and then I'm gonna close us out in prayer, okay? Thank mm -hmm. you.